You believe in miracles? Got Fizzle in the house. Fizzle was what good, man. Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmon Podcast. Glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade show. Let's make a trade today or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building. He gonna stay with him. They gonna start every show off with their own trade. Fantasy's a big ocean, they made their own wave. Make sure you tap in there Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesday night, Saturday morning, ain't no better way. Hit that notification bell when the news break. Go subscribe right now, don't get the news late. Destination Devi, that's the team. Dynasty football, man, that's my favorite thing. I remember Biggie said it was all a dream. Now people watching on their phones and computer screens. Welcome to the team. What is good, everybody? Welcome back into a Tuesday night AMA. Finally doing it on Tuesday again. We bounce around all over the place, but Tuesday night we are here in the building as well as you. So thank you for tapping in. Hope everybody's doing well. I just got my ass off of work, but I had to hurry home. Gotta sit down, pour a drink, talk to the people, and hang out with my bestie. What's up, Adam? How you doing, buddy? So excited that man left himself on mute. He didn't give a shit. I'm out here muted. Mike and I were recording late last night, having a blast. We did two trade shows, uh, getting you guys all the content you want. Right back in the saddle, Mike. I'm ready to go for AMA. Always love kicking it with the people, uh, the shitheads. We already got a super chat, uh, Mike. So I don't know if you want to just go ahead and knock this out. Yeah, kicking it waiting. Man. Yeah, we got to go ahead. Super chat already. We got to go. You got to blow that up too. I got to blow this way up. We, we starting rusty as hell, but we're starting off with the super chat, so it all makes it listen. Cool. Okay. The mute, um, you know, the small, the small text, but we'll get it figured out. It just might take a moment. When you realize you messed up a startup and you start hoarding to trade later, how long do you wait to start firing out offers before looking desperate? I got a mm. couple of questions about this in general. I think it's a good topic. Um, so, Mike, let, let me, let's just do this. Uh, the first thing I wanted to say, um, wow, we have another super chat, by the way, I need to get to after this one. Right, I'm starting off fast. <clears throat> starting off real fast. Uh, when you realize you messed up, if you start to me, if you start hoarding, uh, if we're talking quarterback hoarding, after you realize you messed up, like the quarterback hoarding you may be doing might be too far down the board. Is one thing I am worried about potentially with this the way it's framed. Now, in general, though, regardless of whether you messed up or not, when do you start firing out offers? I think that part, the firing out offers, is is dependent because. For example, let's say you're talking some of these more down the board quarterbacks. Right, People ain't right. going to come pay both, even even what market is for some of those guys today. Like they might not pay up for, let's say, Mike, let's use some names in that range. Even like Russell Wilson. They may not be really eager to pay up right now for a Russell Wilson type right. until they realize they need a quarterback more desperately, right? Startup Startups are difficult right with the QB horde. Like it can be done, and you, you see it sometimes where it just takes that one guy to go, oh, shit. 
like I need a quarterback. Let me go ahead and make this payment. You can bend them over. But generally, like one of the biggest problems with startups in general, not even quarterback hordes, but just trading in general is there's a reason that they push the button on the player they did when they did. You know what I mean? Like they teams, especially in the startup and right out of the startup, they they think their team is fantastic. I find that time time is probably your best medicine when it really starts to sink in. Right. Everybody thinks they got yes. a great team and they did what they wanted out of startup, but give it a month. And when they look at it and that startup euphoria goes away, they go, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn, like I do need a quarterback or damn, I do need a running back or a wide receiver or I'm hurting here. Things start to become more clear. So I don't know. Uh, generally, Adam, just in with a quarterback horde, I don't fire off offers when I do it. Mm -hmm. um, I just kind of sit there and hold them, and the first person to blink essentially loses. Like the well, that first person to slide in them DMs, I'm like, oh, fish on. <laughs> Let's go, right? We just got to set the hook and start reeling them in nice and slow, right? You don't want to jerk it. You don't want to jerk it too hard. Don't want to pull the hook right out of their mouth. You never want to jerk it too know. hard. <laughs> That's the hot take for the night. Don't jerk it too hard. But, Adam, I'm kind of with you. Like it, it really depends on the variance of what – what messed up means like like how'd you start when did you start hoarding mm -hmm. um you know if you made your first three picks and they ended up being quarterbacks or maybe you skipped one in there you could still pull it off but if you started hoarding at you know round seven and you have six shitty quarterbacks nobody really cares about yeah you may get an offer or two or you may get something that's a little bit more valuable than where you took that person in adp but it's just not as appealing it's not as sexy right like trading Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud in a quarterback horde, much more appealing than trading away Jared Goff. <laughs> there you like go. People and, are more willing to pay for those guys than they are the shittier quarterbacks. Yeah, and there, there's there's two layers, components to that for me. One, if you think about when you're in a startup, right? Now, go back to a league that you have, if you've been playing long enough, that's at least a year removed and more like two years removed. And you start telling me outside of the first round clear-cut picks where guys were taken in the startup. You're not going to remember. The more it gets away from the startup, you're not going to remember where they go. So when you go to ask in a quarterback horde to trade up into the draft right by a round, that's so much more on the manager's mind right now in the startup. They're not; they're just seeing that pick number in the board the way it's falling. The second thing is what you were talking about, Mike. How you know right now when you look at a lineup, most people are just going to say, "Oh, it's really, my team's good. I don't need to make this type of a move." And a lot of times in June when people are drafting. They're going to start plugging players into their so-called lineup that are probably young and not necessarily difference makers in points per game. And, that, and sometimes it takes a while before the season's actually happening for them to realize, oh, shit, I need to try to make some things up here. That's when the quarterback court a lot of times will become uh, more appealing. But I'll say this, the, the point you made too, Mike, about um, not firing, off, firing out offers initially. Like if I start getting offers into me, and I make the first deal on a quarterback horde, then you can start firing out offers because the market's been set. But what you don't want to do in the looking desperate part of this is just start firing out offers to all the managers in your leagues right. on this quarterback horde because now you're looking like you're at their disposable when really it's the other way around. Right. You always seem more desperate if you're the one setting out the offers, right? Like I'm when no one's bought them. Yeah, I want you to come in. Uh, now I'm good, man. I'll pass. 
Yep. Oh, I uh, I pulled up the super chat from Jay, so we really appreciate it. Uh, Jay, man, unable to tune in tonight due to a new work schedule. Just doing my due diligence. Appreciate you guys. $50 super chat while he can't even make it. Jay's one of our guys, El Gancito. He's been survived, you remember, basically as long as the tears been it. around. Love you, man. Uh, looking forward to kicking it with you at the expo and appreciate the due diligence and showing the, showing the love, dog. Appreciate you, Jay. Really do. Appreciate it. <clears throat> and uh, you know what? We got another Savage guy in here showing Dang. some love. Mr. Dang. Wonderful. Okay. Part one. What's your all-time GOAT favorite league settings to play in, i.e. starters, rosters, special scoring, etc.? Okay. I like. I love the question one. Part two. Thoughts on 14-team leagues. Do y'all enjoy them in BB? You boys are goats. Wow. Oh, thanks, Mr. Wonderful. Appreciate, Appreciate the super it. chat. Adam, I'll start. Uh, all-time favorite GOAT favorite league settings. So starters, uh, somewhere between 12 and 13 usually feels real good for me. Uh, 14, it's a little bit too deep. 11 feels a little bit shallow. 12 to 13, I'm very comfortable with. Uh, rosters, 35 or above, man, total, period. Like, that's what I like. I like those bottom like five, six, whatever the bottom's going to be, especially in best ball leagues if I'm doing them, to be those guys where I, I can roster the lawn darts, the hunter longs, if I still believe in hunter long and it doesn't hurt my roster construction. You start getting under 30, those guys got to go. Like they got to go, they got to hit the waiver. So 35 always feels real good. Special scoring, uh, points per first downs, like a half point per first down, I really enjoy. Uh, stick movers, <laughs> it really helps them. Um, everything else I'm not too keen on, but I do like bonuses for big plays, right? Like if you score a 50 yard touchdown, whether it's throwing the ball, running the ball or catching the ball, I feel like you should be rewarded a little bit more than the guy who just punched it in from the one yard line. Like, I feel like you should, you should really feel it. So if you catch a 50 yard touchdown, I want the point for the catch. I want the point for the 50 yards. I want the touchdown points. And then I want, you know, a couple point bonus for the fact that you took the top off the defense or or if you're Christian Watson in that Monday night game with Jordan Love, you know, you you took that slant and then you just went to the house. Like you should be rewarded for that because I think it's pretty awesome. So personally, that's what I like. Just everything else, I'll kind of mix it up. You know, tight end premium will be half point, might be a full point, might be we don't even have a tight end and you just score three points for every catch you get. Uh, quarterback scoring, I flip flop between four and six for passing touchdowns. Sometimes I like to make it a little bit more negative or you know, make people think I want to keep them on their toes. But for me, that's my uh, that's my favorite. And the 14 team league, I fucking hate them. I hate them. Even in best ball, I fucking hate them. I just it puts so much scarcity on the quarterback position. It's almost almost unfair. Um, does bring in a little bit more strategy, which is kind of nice. But it's just so hard in 14 team leagues, especially if you don't have the quarterbacks in a 14 team super flex best ball league. You ain't doing shit. You ain't, and you need multiple multiple see see that that last part you said right there is the reality of 14 team leagues because the the guys that have quarterbacks the teams that have the quarterbacks or have a surplus love them some 14 team leagues the teams right. that have either whiff on the super flex quarterback or weren't in a position to really get them because of the board like for example you t we talk about in a startup mike if it's a snake startup where you're at the 112 like you're at a disadvantage but maybe you can double tap like if you're at 114 I mean, Oof. in a 14-team league, because Oof. the quarterbacks are going to go ahead of the skill players, like you you basically by the 114 are out of the top 12 a lot of times in some of these drafts. Right. right? So, right. like, what that now what do you do? That that, that makes it even worse. So, I, I think that's part of the problem with 14-team leagues is it's really hard to um, have well-rounded league where everybody can get 
a decent team. And then the reality is, if you if you're if you're set up without the quarterbacks, you have to try to tank just to get them. It's it, it, I I don't mind them, but I'll say yeah. I much prefer much prefer a twelve team league to a fourteen. If I, team if I'm going to do a fourteen team league, I think auction startup is mandatory. Um, if you it, want it basically has to be it has to be. Because you, you you hit it on the head. I mean, we've seen fourteen team startup drafts on Superflex with you know just average quarterback scoring what we normally think of, and whoever's picking at fourteen, like you mentioned, it's you know you might see twelve, thirteen quarterbacks going round one, and you're sitting there at the at fourteen going, all right, I'm going to start Daniel Jones and Russell Wilson as my first two picks, and you're just chasing everybody else. You don't feel good about it. You go, well, I got two of them. But the guy who's got Mahomes at, at one goes, I don't really give a shit who my second quarterback is. <laughs> it's like I have an advantage over all you chumps. I'll take skill player on the way back. You left me some really awesome ones. And then, yeah. you know, in the third round, I'll take Jared Goff. And I'm like, boom, I already got the leg up on you at quarterback. I got the leg up on you on the first skill player. It's just – it's stupid. And, and the, another point to that when it's not a auction, if it's a – well, auction too. But if you're in a startup, especially in a 14 team, and you're newer to that format – like you really won't understand until you go through it how crazy early the QBs go. So for example, like if you're in that back half, right? So you're like, man, it just feels like I'm forcing QB here and I'm chasing to take one here. Like so let's say you get two skill players you feel really good about. You may not realize though, like you're not gonna be able to wait till the fourth to get a, a golf or a cousins. Like now yeah. you watch those guys go in the third and now you're sitting there like Holy shit! What have I done? This I I was right. kind of f from the beginning, right? And I, I, I like I I don't mind mixing in some fourteen teams, but I think the majority of my leagues are twelve, and will stay that way. I'll probably still do some fourteens coming up. Like it's it's a fun wrinkle, right. but it's just not what I primarily want to play. So to answer the first question, starters, I think that for me it's between twelve and fourteen um, is is a perfect one for me, really. 11 and lower, even in best ball, um, obviously our preferred format, you already know, is best ball. Um, 11 and lower can even in best ball feel more shallow where you want to go to the studs more. I love 12 to 14 because it puts so much more emphasis on all players in the leagues, right? Like you're going to roster people that mean something. And to Mike's point, you want to have with the rosters at least 30 for me. A lot of times I like 35 or high 30s even. Like let's make this waiver wire barren. Like let's let you have so many different chances as a contender to just fill up gross, crusty people that can make your lineup. So it makes it more fun. Special scoring, I don't have a preferred on this. Um, as someone that plays in a portfolio, I like the diversity in all my leagues with the special scoring with you know either heavy tight end premiums, not as high tight end premiums, the, the long touchdowns, um, you know, point per carry. I, I like having variance throughout that. So for like my favorite special scoring, I don't necessarily have an answer to that. I know that might not be what you want to hear but it's just the truth uh i like i like having a multitude of different special scoring i like it man Can all right get into the thumbnail quick before yeah. we uh, pop into everything else yeah i was we just gonna a say a lot of people in here man we I'm got we got that. we got housekeeping um mike you know <laughs> tape, i game box in here gridiron fantasy show Are guys oh, for drunk, real? right yep. yeah they're in here it's awesome let's go where i'm trying to find the comment nice man let's go uh mike let's talk about this though because the thumbnail um i knew oh no Oh no! Here's seven goat rings. Stop you know it. what? Uh, I'm gonna put this up here for the energy. <laughs> yeah, you know the seven goat rings that I know is now at least down to five, and yeah. we can debate the other one after after we recorded a trade show last night. It's five goat rings. You guys haven't even seen the new trade show. Um, spoiler alert: what, five goat rings. Sp spoiler alert: two. Not in the chat yet, surprisingly, but uh, 
a first-time appearance for someone on the trade show with the seven goat ranks trade. <laughs> Mike, let's get into the thumbnail though. So, you know, yeah. we, we weren't sure when we we're going to do the AMA this week because yeah. we're going to do 4D with Ray. Uh, we're, we find out we're going to do it tomorrow. We're like, all right, let's lock AMA in today. I'm like, all right, I got a thumbnail for Mike. I already said it. I just don't know when we're going to drop it. I'm like, here you go, man. You you title it. So I'm gonna let you kind of take away what what your thoughts are on the thumbnail, the the player. Give right. us give us the reel on Gibbs, man. I love Jameer Gibbs. Um, we know he was a special talent. He was a special talent when he was at Georgia Tech, right? And then he transfers to Alabama. He gets even more hoopla. So much so that he goes ridiculously high in the NFL draft. Now, it's not a one-for-one comparison because they're slightly different players. But they basically replaced DeAndre Swift with another guy like DeAndre Swift. Okay, The things I loved about DeAndre Swift, I see a lot of in Jameer Gibbs. The, the elite speed and, and for people who are like well you know swift only ran a 448 go back and look at some of those highlights in the nfl and look at how many of the long plays that he broke off when he was healthy which has always been a problem that's the second part is this is basically like i can just look at it and go man i love swift in that offense but i was always concerned because his usage was all over the map uh some days he's getting the work other days it's like is there something wrong with him does he got a hamstring does he got a shoulder what the hell's going on with this guy and injuries have always been a big problem sorry so no you're good you're good uh so you put gibbs in there and and right we don't have any injury concerns yet uh knock on wood that we don't but it's a running back position but as of right now no injury concerns with jameer gibbs nothing uh lingering from college anything like that didn't have any concerns at the combine so you put that guy in that offense, which is actually very good with incredible run blocking, and I can just do the whole DeAndre Swift backflip all over again and be like, yep, I'm back in. I'm back in. This is, uh, to me, DeAndre Swift with first-round draft capital in the NFL. Like The Lions were like, yeah, we're good. We're going to take a running back, even though nobody else does it because he fits us so well. And for those of you who are like, man, Swift wasn't even good. Think about last year. It was a horrible year for him. 15th in points per game. Uh, Warp-wise, actually pretty good on a warp per game, beating out some really good running backs who are on par with some other running backs. Um, So even think about 2021, Adam, kind of disappointing, right? Started out really great, had that, what was it, Thanksgiving game? Well, before that, he had the game versus Pittsburgh where they gave him 30 carries and it was a blizzard and they just didn't want to throw. Kind of popped the shoulder injury on the report and then – in the Thanksgiving game, he landed on it, and that really killed the whole 2021 season. Mute, and now you muted. Sorry, man. Just think, okay. about stats. Okay. think about his stats from that year, too. I mean, just as a whole, right? If I told you, well, Gibbs is only getting 151 carries, okay? That doesn't seem like much, and people will knock him for that. But Swift turned in 617 yards on the ground. He had 62 catches, 452 yards, seven total touchdowns. And he finishes RB8 in points per game, 16 points per game, which if Jameer Gibbs were to do that or come close to that in his rookie year, I mean, we can say all we want running back value is dead, but that's not a high bar to hit to actually be on par scoring 16 points per game in his rookie year. And if he were to do that, people lose their minds. <clears throat> like his value is going to the moon. We're going to yep. talk about he's already what RB5 on keep trade cut, which Feels a little rich. I mean, you can make the case, especially for some of the other vets, um, the McCaffreys, the Saquon Barkleys. I love Nick Chubb for this year. 
Like you can you can make the case for some of those guys in just points per game, but imagine if a rookie comes close and finishes, you know, top six, top seven running backs on the year. We're gonna get excited for him. So there's still room to grow, even though it does feel a little rich at, at number five already. But you could see it, you know, outside of uh, you know, probably B. John Robinson. Like if we're talking about it this time next year, it's like Gibbs one or uh Bijan one, Gibbs two. Just plain and simple. Yeah. I think to um to the point you're making, right? If you go back and you it's hard to do. It's hard to kind of go back in the time machine and not live in this world where we know what the future outcome was, right? But if you go back and you can try to uh detach yourself from what we know today and you think about the twenty twenty one year, you know, Campbell was newer to um the team, obviously there and Mike, from I just ran the warp for what it's worth, uh, weeks one through eleven, which was before the injury. To your point, for um, DeAndre Swift, he had the shoulder injury, uh, landed on it. Right. Mike, here's the crazy part: when you when you think about it, most people don't even think very highly of DeAndre Swift, um, really, through that point. But he's a top twenty-five guy, and I just pulled up a random league, which is um, half PPR, which basically, honestly, isn't even the best for his skill set. Uh, but I'm looking, he's a top 25 guy. He's over one in warp. And, and the big thing to me is this. After that, right, the the injury he had late in the year and then constantly not being available for Dan Campbell was the big thing. It was never that he didn't want to use Swift. He, lo- he loved Swift in the early part of their tenure together. But the reality was his Campbell's very old school. And him not being available in practice and not being able right. to feel like he was reliable clearly caused this rift in his usage um all of last year and you think about what this trade what what the trading of him plus this pick means when you look at the skill sets of Gibb, right and you take a when you take a running back in the top 12 and you're elated like they were going crazy when they drafted him like they just won the super bowl they hadn't made the playoffs in how long they they just act like they, they won the super bowl i think that it's a it's a clean slate it's now a, a hand-picked guy that Campbell has that if he gets the workload of not even a feature back, but a guy that can get a large majority of the receiving work and a lot of the valuable touches, David Montgomery doesn't even bother me. Like, I honestly think that's a good thing for a guy like Gibbs. Like, let him get some of these um, right. carries in between the 20s. And let's let Gibbs get a lot more of the valuable touches and keep him more fresh. I'm interested to see how it plays out. I know that, you know, for rookies, it may take him a little longer to start in the first few weeks. But if you're patient with Gibbs, I do think the ceiling for him is, I'm not going to say unmatched, but it's very near the uh, elite in ceiling. Right. Uh, another one that I think of is is basically like Tony Pollard, who would get <laughs> first-round draft capital and not have Zeke Elliott sitting there on the team who the Cowboys loved and gave far too much work for far too long. Like we finally saw it last year with Tony Pollard breaking out in a big way. RB8 on the year, again, another guy right. pushing 16 fantasy points. But you look at even Pollard, you know, his career high in receptions, 39. Very different than when we're talking about DeAndre Swift just two years ago with 62. So Gibbs could get a ton of work because he is a fantastic receiver. Not even – I mean, if you – I don't put too much stock in like OTA reports, but it's also a guy who they're lining up all over the formation. You know, he's going to play in the slot some. He's going to split out wide. He's just a weapon. So you get that at the running back position. I'm pretty happy. And I think it'll fill some of the void. You know, they moved on from from TJ Hawkinson. 
I don't think Sam Laporta's taken all of what TJ Hawkinson used to do in his rookie year. I mean, he's going to take some, but it's just going to be, you know, a lot of that's also going to be relied on Jameer Gibbs. Um, you know, I've seen the things about, we even got in the chat about, you know, they paid Monty that, all that money in the offseason. Yeah, well, they did that before, and then they went to the NFL draft after doing it and went, yeah, we're still going to take Jameer Gibbs. Right. That's the biggest part about the Monty thing because I see uh, I'm late, but I heard he will be a good compliment for Monty, right? Yeah, so if you think on. of – to me, honestly, the Mont- Montgomery thing actually signals more, Mike. Like they were clearly – they had kind of decided Swift's not in our plans. Right. We're Swift's no on. longer in our plans. We're moving on from him. We don't want that. We weren't going to re-sign Williams because, honestly, that's the smart thing to do. He had, a, he had an awesome year. He's getting older. So you, you replace him – and not even that much more than what he got, really, to get younger in the same idea and keep the same idea. But also now, it's almost showing that they really wanted to make this room. And it's crazy in the NFL that doesn't value the running back position, right? You you right. sign a guy like Montgomery to decent money in the offseason, and then after that, you're like, yeah, we want a running back that's not even the first running back off the board in the top 12. That shows you how high they were on Gibbs, and they were really wanting to re- Retool this whole running back room. I think with a guy like Goff, too, this is another little point I'll make. He's actually one of the best as far as getting the ball checked down. You know, when things are not going right or he it's already designed, he will get the ball to Gibbs, and then he can make things happen after the ball's in his hands. And we, we all know that you'd rather have a catch than you would a carry. I think Gibbs offers that, too. I'm seeing also five goat rings in there about Monty being a three-down guy and 240 carries. Listen, man, I just said Tony Pollard. And he had an RB8 season last year, a breakout season. He didn't break 200 carries. He didn't. And he didn't have that much in the receiving work, right? He's 193 rush attempts last year. You, It's modern NFL for the running back position. You don't need to be a three-down guy anymore. They're very, very rare. We only have a handful of them. Even you can look at the splits with Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell when Elijah Mitchell was healthy towards the end of the season. Sure. The splits are are absurd, but it doesn't really affect a guy like Christian McCaffrey, right, because you're a weapon in the receiving game. In today's NFL, that's the guy I want. I don't want the, the two-down plotter. I don't want the guy who's just getting goal line work. I don't need the A.J. Dillons on my team. I want the guy who's dynamic, who they're going to get the football. I want the Aaron Jones type. Maybe he doesn't ever get the carries, but having the guy who gets all the carries anymore is kind of an afterthought. Like, they're very, very rare. Outside of what? <clears throat> Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Bijan, we project to do that. Uh, Nick Chubb, like, but kind not, of that guy. That, that's the thing. Nick Chubb isn't even a three down guy. Like, does right. he have the capability? Yes. They have never deployed him in a three down skill set role like right they, they well, don't it, what what is like okay so guys like nick chubb and derrick henry both guys that aren't three down guys right mm-hmm. but what are they doing they're getting all the carries they're getting all the goal line right work, right and they're extremely explosive with their runs right <clears throat> no derrick henry's i agree there, highlight yeah. like a highlight reel so does nick chubb of just you take a, a power handoff up the middle and all of a sudden he's gone 60 70 yards right it's easy for them those guys are the rare ones. I don't think anybody's looking at David Montgomery going, yeah, we give him a handoff up the middle. He's a threat to take it 60, 70 yards. No, he's a threat to go seven, eight yards and, and probably get tackled and fall down. Like, yeah, that's there, what there, he does. There's very few. Uh, Brees Hall didn't have that type of a workload. Not saying he's not capable, but how they deploy right. them, right? Even Chubb, as great as they are, Henry, they're not out there like Saquon is for 85, 90% of snaps. Like here, you're just going to do it all. That's why those type of workloads are so valuable. 
But if you're not going to have that and you're going to have this 60, 70% type workload, like Gibbs and honestly can keep up with a lot of people in my mind at 55% because of the type of back he is. And he is explosive and he will get a lot of catches. Look at Tony Pollard, I think is a great example last year. And we know that we believe that Jameer Gibbs has far more juice than does Tony Pollard. And that's, I don't think that's hot takey to say the, the juice part. And obviously the NFL told you by where they drafted him. Now, so this, for, this is no slight on Monty, by the way. So for you, man, where would you, where would you rank Jameer Gibbs right now? You got to think about it on the spot. I don't even final, have to think that hard team. about it. I go Bijan one. I'm still going to put Brees two. I'm going to put McCaffrey and Taylor there. Um, and I think he's tied for me. I'm going to probably lean Barkley. So I think I'm going to put him at six at the lowest. Like he's five or six for me at running back. That just feels period. right. That, without, without even like thinking about <laughs> you, like I'm just pulled it up and I'm like, I bet he's at five or six for me and he's at six. Right. I got that just, I got Barkley just and then there's no one there's up. no one after that that makes any sense. Like I can't put anyone behind I can't Saquon. make an argument. Mm-mm. Maybe like I want to do the Austin Eckler thing just because he keeps producing. Um but I'm not gonna lie to you, the whole change in the Kellen Moore splits with running backs and shit, man. The guy had a weapon like Tony Pollard and it still didn't use him enough in the passing game, which Austin Eckler gets a ton of little concerning but uh i'm gonna put austin eckler behind him nick chubb i do love for this year but uh jacobs Najee, kenneth walker travis etn henry like i can't make a case for any of those guys over jameer gibbs i'm with you here's my question on this one seven go but i I actually like walker still but how how do you do that like how is your argument for gibbs monty is in the way but then we see them draft zach charbonnet as the third running back overall to obviously get into the workload of, of Kenneth Walker. Like I just from a from a sheer process evaluation of assets, I don't know how the argument for Gibbs is that Monty's in the way when Walker just had a great rookie season, uh, at least yeah. in fantasy, and they drafted a second round running back. So I guess that would be my like it's not it I'm not even gonna argue it, I just my curiosity on that one. All right, so yeah. let's uh let let's Let's get some questions. I was going to say, we got to get some questions. If you guys want um, another King story later on, let me know. I got a good, great sports story that I could give to you oh, later. shit. We got, we got time. Oh, no, no, no. Just we'll, go ahead I'll, and drop I'll, it down. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it later. I don't want to make sure they want to do it. We got a bunch of questions here. We've been right. sitting for right. half. Okay. I mean, we're a half hour in, dude. Like, I gotta, I'm going to get it to them if they want to hear it. But if they don't, okay. you know, they don't need All to. Right. Here All we right. go. Because here's what I'm thinking. Slenmo is asleep right now. This question's been sitting there. I don't even know what time this was. It doesn't have the stamp, but this is this right. was in there before he, we started, right? <laughs> he's he's over in Europe. He's definitely asleep right now. I got a great Slemo story for you too. Last time I was doing team reviews, I did four of them, and Mello was fighting me so hard that um, you know it's the wee hours of the morning now, and all of a sudden a new face pops into the you know the Discord, and it's Slemo who's just waking up, and I have not been to bed because he's over in the UK, and we he's having his morning coffee, and I'm. Right hammered and we had a nice conversation uh i guess kind of i was hammered i'll be asleep for the live but wanted to drop in and ask about pick hoarding at what point are you willing to overpay for a pick on a rebuild is your sixth first worth more than your fifth first i think this is a convoluted question but to this the first question and then the specific final question mike what do you think i think there's probably like tears as far as they matter we did a whole episode on this on 40 chess right about pick hoarding and and kind of the conclusions that we had was, you know, if you've got eight, nine, ten, like it's really hard to miss in the class. Even if everybody sits there and makes you take every single one, right? Like, fuck them. You take them. You got to pick them. I'm going to make you do every one of these. 
it's hard to miss. You're going to have some, but you're also going to have a lot more hits that are out going to weigh all your misses. So it's a complete wash, if not in your favor. I would say like getting your your second first is kind of in a tier. Getting your third or fourth is like the next tier because now you have a certain percentage. Five or six really doesn't matter to me. I guess you could say like you got half, but it it's kind of like the same thing. Getting like eight or nine, probably a big deal. <laughs> probably a big deal. I would say I don't really want to overpay for any of them. That's kind of the point. Well, yeah, to, to – the the first question overpay for a pick yeah. if i'm going to overpay for a pick it would be what is someone's considering the overpay for a generic when i look at like let's say shout out to there the website go. and it's a league simulator and i'm like yeah this is the one i want to bet on like i'll overpay in generic sense cuz i think this is a top 4 pick i would say that's the one thing that also carries over to the second part there's a couple things one just like when you have 6 like, when you have five, you have enough to go buy basically anyone. Uh, adding a six, obviously, is the same thing. But what it does do, if you actually hold on to them long enough to see how the league shapes out, it's one more shot where you already have half of the shots at the prize pieces, right? That, that to me, is the biggest part of leveraging more and more of the first is when you have half versus a quarter versus a third, like, how many shots do you have to get, you know, Mellow's 101, right? Like, that's... That's the whole idea. I want as many shots at Mellow's 101 as possible. <laughs> the chat is fucking wild. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not laughing this. at you. I'm, not laughing I'm, at you I'm seeing it. Advice. I'm seeing it. Um, <laughs> you, you got Mellow up here. Give us the fucking LeBron story. We got four sheep rings. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. This, chat this is this is, uh, this is what AMA is all about, man. We got, you know, goat rings getting all kind of uh i don't know if we want to call this love hate or all the above in the chat we got barry's out here saying he's dead um <laughs> it's wild yeah i i think that's the biggest thing for me it's yeah. it, it's not i don't want to overpay to a random first but if i think it's worth betting against i'll overpay for a generic sense the sixth and the fifth it just gives you more shots at better higher end assets because that that's the thing if you think about how you play it out longer is when you get stuck with picks so 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 to speak it's because you didn't move them right and then you realize okay well we have names now and it's the 110 right when you have six you have a lot more chances at 101 102 103 104 and even in 23 which we thought was a disappointment like you know how those trade for three picks sometimes if someone's really wanting to pay up for a Bijan or a rich so that's that's the big piece piece for me kyle uh since you asked buddy uh mellow I'll give it to you later on. I got you. I got you for that. <laughs> He's going to lose his shit. <laughs> Love it. All right. Um, let's get it. We, we have so many questions, man. I got to try to get some of these popped up more. I like this start, by the way. Uh, I know we're going backwards, but do you believe in miracles? What's up, boys? Um, then we had your boy Cody. Rip, for those of you who don't know, I don't believe in miracles. And Redwards. That's unfortunate. They believe in you. Um, this was one of my favorite starts to just the discourse that's going on in here. That's probably how the chat got as wild as it did right there. It started early and uh, it keeps going. <clears throat> All right, we got questions galore, Mike. So let's start with Wyatt. 10 teams start 11, super flex PPR. He traded Kyler and AJ Dillon for my 2024 first back. Top three projected thoughts. Um, 10 team, like Kyler doesn't mean as much, you know, like in a 12 team, I'm buying them because the disrespect has gotten so ridiculous, right? Fourth round startup. I don't know how, but whatever. Right. Um, 10 team, not as much, right? Those, those like QB 11 and 12, they just don't mean as much. 
um, to a lot of people. Um, so I'm, I'm good with this. I'm good. It feels a little heavy, like, to trade Kyler and the Dylan part. I don't give a shit about it all. Like, no thank you. But to get your top three projected pick back, like, that could be an absolute ridiculous difference maker. And whoever it is, Quinn Ewers uh, – or not Quinn Ewers, sorry. Matt, Matt Bruning is going to love the fact that I just – I just assume Quinn Ewers is going to be the number one overall pick. Sorry, Matt, to get your hopes up. But Caleb Williams, Drake May, <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr., like one of those guys in there that's going to probably go in a 10-team super flex startup before Kyler ever would. And A.J. Right. Dillon is just a who gives a fuck piece. Right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm okay with this one um, be, because Dillon, to me, isn't any piece that matters in a 10-team especially. Like, in 12-team, I can still kind of, as much as I don't love him, get behind he's still worth something, you know? I guess. In 10-team, I'm like, dude, I I really, like, I already don't like him in 12-team, but he's worth something. Like, in 10-team, if you have to start A.J. Dillon in 10-team, that means that, like, Aaron Jones is hurt and he's smashing unexpectedly or your team blows, period. Like, those are the two scenarios. That's it. I'm fine with this, especially if you have a chance to make it in a 10-team and you have decent enough quarterbacks like Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, right. In 10-team, we saw, Mike, we talked about this looking at Warp, which you guys will see in a week from now when we look at the trade shows. 10-team leagues, sometimes these 10-team leagues in Warp, the wide receivers are every bit as valuable as the quarterbacks Quarterback. because of yep. you know how replaceable a quarterback is in a 10-team league. Yep, yep, that's a big thing. Right. <clears throat> Warp opened our minds to that one. Yeah, and it's, you know, we don't play in 10-team leagues, frankly, but uh, exactly. that, that we, shows we you. A, we have 11 friends, not nine. And some of us, <laughs> some of us, I don't even think these guys are my friends. I like to just beat on them up here. Um, Kyle's out here beating, uh, this This is this house is a prison. I'm playing it bullshit. I mean, these guys are literally wow. doing the stepbrothers wow. in, in, the, in the streets, Mike. Um, this is what's happening behind our backs. We're going to have a riot if I don't get this LeBron story, I think. Okay, you want the LeBron story now? Is that what's we happening? We need it. We need all right, we- <clears throat> all right. So, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll I'll give it to you then, since you want it. So, take a rewind back in time. Let's go time machine on it. All right. Um, we get, we'll get questions after I finish this. So, 2002, there used to be a AAU tournament called the Solon Cage Classic. It might even still be around, but it used to be a very big deal before the, these mega tournaments that now everyone travels right. all across the country. Right. <clears throat> so. The Solon Cage Classic in 2002. Um, I'm playing, by the way, this is pretty funny, uh, for a team named Buckeye Lube. Um, pretty fitting for <laughs> our show. <clears throat> Sponsored by Buckeye Sponsored Lube. Sponsored by Buckeye Lube. And um, so I'm seventh going into eighth grade. And, you know, you're so clueless on the world, and you think kind of the world revolves around you. You're in the Solon Cage Classic. And about second quarter, you know, this the this, this stands are filled in this game we're playing in, Mike. Like, like oh shit! Like people are coming to watch us play. Let's go! Like here we go! Like we're ready <laughs> to go. Coming to see us. They're fu- and then all of a sudden, like second half, like they're standing, you know, and we're like, man, let's go! Like we end up getting the win, all excited, all to realize when the game's over, see the next team warming up. Uh, if you've seen more than a game, um, and you saw like the old St. V LeBron team, that's basically what it was. The shooting stars, which was uh, LeBron's team, his AAU team. So you're basically watching LeBron. You got listen. Uh, I just. Uh, <clears throat> I just watched on on Peacock. Peacock made a movie called Shooting Stars. Same thing, based off of more oh, than a game. Really? They got act, yeah. They got actors to play. I need to uh, I need to check this out then. Okay. Right. So on Peacock, there's a there's a movie now. Shooting really? Stars. Yep. Psh, man, just watched a, it. 
Uh, okay, so Mike, Mike's fr- this is top of mind for Mike. So you saw like you know Romeo and uh, Drew and all these guys right. were on there, right? Little, little Drew, little Drew, little Drew yeah. Full name right. Little Drew. Well, full name right. the thing is, <laughs> see, the little what Drew thing for I? me is hard because what people don't know is there was he had a younger brother. Now it's little Drew, but Cam was in my class and he was even smaller than Drew was, which is probably hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, right, but anyway, yeah. so yeah, little Drew all, had them all. Started as a Fab Four, then went to the Fab Five. Exactly. So. um they're playing, and uh, you start realizing, like, yeah, they weren't even here for us at all. Uh, world doesn't revolve around you. It's This is all about watching LeBron. <laughs> they're here for the shooting stars. So, all right, so check this out, right? So they're basically, like, turning this into a, a track meet, and it's just open season, right? You know, it's AAU. They're throwing the ball around. LeBron's getting lobs. Drew's shooting deep threes. Romeo's, like, looking like he would be the best player on the court by far if LeBron wasn't out there, you know? Right. They're, they're up. 15 and then you know they finally get a blow to these guys so lebron if you don't know uh kind of his story like his his mom's a little bit of a you know loose cannon we'll say that right gloria so right. he's sitting at the bench and uh, he just checked out i'm sitting up in the stands watching and he's shouting over to his mom 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 i need a water and this is during like a, a dead period like it's a dead ball and she i ain't got no water I, okay you gotta get water and so I'm sitting here, like, in the stands, you know, looking in my bag. I got a Deja Vu, Deja Vu water sitting in my bag. Like, I got an extra one. I'll go run it over to this dude, you know. So I take it over to him. Kind of like the song, waiting on my moment. Like, that's just, here we go. You know, I got this, man. I got you on the water. You don't even got to go to the concessions, man. All my We're dreams good. are coming true, man. LeBron's going to know I brought him water. So here I come down the stands, go around, hand him the water. He's just like, thanks, man, you know, and just probably didn't care, think nothing much of it after that. So they they go on, they kill it, uh, they win the game. So afterwards, like before the game's over or before the next game's on, there's everyone's on the court trying to talk to him and get all this. So Mike, um, I'll give you what I what I, the reason this story came up is I was going through my parents' house, and uh, you know you see this smudge, it's a pretty noticeable. <laughs> it's pretty noticeable. Pr- pretty smudge. noticeable smudge. Um, LeBron, I ended up after that going to get his autograph, and the crazy part is, you know. This is all I had on me. You know, this is all I had on me at the time. You're not going to not get LeBron James autograph, right? <laughs> These are the shoes I was rocking, the old AIs, uh, LeBron O2, as you can oh, see right man. there. I, I um, had them. I had that pair of AIs. Did they you? They were all white, though. White on white. Okay. White, white on white. <clears throat> there that's you go. What we rocked. That's what we rocked in 2002, starting for varsity basketball right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you seeing the comments? Was she there with Delonte West? Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, these savages. These guys are savages. <clears throat> but, yeah, man, there's the, uh, you know, <clears throat> what am I, 13 or something? Like, young right. kid story that uh, – and even then you don't know, you don't realize LeBron's going to be what he is. So, anyway, uh, I, I had that – those shoes I found in my parents' house. Like, buried, so, is that, I'm like, is that like uh, – was that AAU? Was that in the summer summer of 02? Yeah, so uh, it was the spring going into the summer, right? Spring, so this was he was summer. he was gonna be a senior in high in high school the the following season. So it was so gonna he be hadn't he hadn't got that Sports Illustrated article yet. I don't think at that time. Nope. Um, nope. You're th- talking about like the Hummer and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, they had all that hype too, right? They, in O2, they played uh, Mellow's team, Carmelo right. Anthony's O'Kill. O'Kill. Yep. O'Kill. Yep. And Mellow took it to him. Uh, kind of not Armello, Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo, right? Kind of took it to him, and and they kind of hinted at uh, LeBron went out and kind of partied the night before, <laughs> had 
had a horrible game. Here we Don't go. Don't worry, they came back the next year. The world needs a one on one game between Mike and Adam. <laughs> they came back next year and they smoked the shit out of Oak Hill. Although Carmelo wasn't. Angel said, bro, wrote that himself with Crayola marker. <laughs> oh, no. Damn. Right. Noticeable smudge. Um, but anyway. This feels yeah. like the Sandlot. Like, who's Baby Ruth? <laughs> uh, those shoes are worth at least a bottle of water, the fantasy plumber. Love to, <laughs> love to hear that, man. I also yeah. will tell you one part. I, I was, uh, I tried to get his headband, and he said, um, this is my only headband. You want my only headband? Like, basically, like, I'm going to take his shirt off his back. And uh, I was like, my bad. Sorry for asking. So just took the, right. the autograph and got out of there, man. I find it hard to believe LeBron only had one headband. I know he didn't. But, um, well, I don't know. At that point, I mean, he didn't have a bottle of water, so who knows? Um, those were the days, too, man. I used to love that uh, you watch those teams because I was in high school growing up, right, when he became big. And this is before social media and everything. So... The dude's making Sports Center as a you know <laughs> a kid in high school, which was kind of unheard of at the time. But he had the whole thing right when he actually played for his high school team. He had to put them patches on and cover up. Oh his yeah, tattoos. yeah. They the, all had to you do all it. had to cover the tattoos. Yep. Right. The the swag too. They didn't have the the thin jerseys up top. Right. They had the not, ones. That not only didn't have the thin the the box that's hanging off the edge. Right. You couldn't even see right. the top of his like shoulder. He used to wear the headband too, where it was like over the ears, which was always a G move. I tried. He did that. it in AAU. I tried that in high school. He, he, it gave they me were a over headache. the ears. They were over the <laughs> it ears. It gave me a headache. Like I don't know if it got on a nerve, but it gave me a headache. <laughs> so, that was that was, that was back. If you, you you don't see it anymore, but that was back. Uh, the dudes over there just biting his nails every moment that he right. had. He just literally chewed on them things like crazy. It was wild. Uh, Josh says he was living in Wooster that year, and I went to several high school games. Yeah, so I, I wasn't very far from where you're at. I'm, I grew up in Akron area. So anyway, um, that's the LeBron story. Let's get back to questions, man. Um, <laughs> I love the you, you, and you guys can you guys can kind of yeah you, just, you like that the, the right. But since you're cleaning it out and like you think Michael Jordan's a goat, like does that mean you're going to give me the LeBron smudge? I'll tell you what. Here's the last point I was going to say. Now, tell me how many people have LeBron game worn shoes that are your own that he signed. (laughs) Right, right. Mine, and they're also AIs. Like the weirdest combination. They're Allen Iverson's shoes that I wore that he signed. Um, I don't know if there's any monetary value to that, but uh, I don't care. They're 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 mine. You can't. You can't get them from me. Sorry. I think I still got the first edition LeBrons, right, that I bought way back. The ones, then. yeah. Yeah, I think I still got them. I'm going to go sign them with Cran. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Put them on the- By the <laughs> way, I, 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 I didn't have, like, I wasn't, you know, from a family that had a bunch of money, so I had to keep wearing those the rest of the year um, after LeBron signed them, too. Dynasty Alex is correct. I uh, Me with a head brand, <clears throat> I did go off. I did go off. I used to wear the headband. We I used here? to wear a shooting sleeve, and I used to wear the high socks, man. Like the, I used to buy the soccer socks that went all the way up to your knees, right? We went like full Kyle Corver, <laughs> prime Kyle Corver. Actually, you know what? Uh, Josh is saying it's one of a kind shoe. Take them to golden auctions. Um, you gotta have to pay up though. If they would, <laughs> I would consider it. You know, and put and roll it back into the brand, the shit brand. But uh, there you go, man. And uh, I'd imagine, I kind of feel like it's, you know, more of a uh, a cool story and funny thing to show it on, is, a, it's, on, it's a, on a South Harmon than it is really worth it, much money. But that's all right. All right, there you go. That was the other uh, story. Great, buddy. I loved it. All right, so in a best ball league, what kind of package would you tear down off of T. Higgins for? I feel oh, like, I, I feel like this we got one. this last week. <laughs> I don't know last week, but we've definitely got it maybe a couple times on this show. 
I mean, I'll, I'll still answer it. I just, I really feel like we had the same question last week. Yeah, I'm probably looking like, I don't think you can get a tear down <clears throat> that's like meaningful to like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddle, DK, Cooper Cup, Smitty, Drake London, JSN, right? Um, everybody's going to go, well, they're basically the same. But I think you can pr- most definitely in best ball get a tear down that might be like DJ Moore, Michael Pittman, Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy, and a first which would I actively be trying. Um, Adam, I think when we talked about this before, it's like, would you do T. Higgins for Deontay Johnson in a first? And I think I'm kind of like, that's no. borderline. Um, well, look, I, I, Kirk, set, settings like, matter a lot there. Like, if it's lineup start right. nine, no way. If it's lineup start 12, probably not, but I, I understand maybe there. Best ball, best, best ball play. start 12. Oh, it does yeah. say best ball. See, I'm out here. Um, not reading start. Still best ball. reminiscing about LeBron. No, no, no. Best ball league, though. I, I like best ball league, if it's not like a start nine, one of those crazy shallow ones, I think I'm definitely going to be willing to take it in best ball. Yeah. Uh, if it's if we're talking best ball, so like Deontay in a first, Christian Kirk in a first, Calvin Ridley in a first, are you okay with that? Like, I think I am. Calvin yeah, Ridley in a first, for sure. Just because I'll tell you, um, I won't spoil the trade show, but uh, market for him might be a little higher than most people think. Right. A certain somebody out there. I think that's probably I got like thirty five, thirty six wide receivers. Yeah, best ball, there's a lot more opportunities to tear down from him. Um Terry in first. Yeah. Yeah, I do Terry in first. <clears throat> okay. Um Godwin in the first. Hollywood in the first. Kirk in the first. Amari in the first. Amari definitely Wait, Terry. No no yes. Hollywood? For real? Uh, nah, I'm good. Best ball? Well, I'm taking yeah. that. I don't even like Hollywood, but I'll take that just because it's best ball playing. I think it, it, it's fair. I just, out of principle, and you my hate the guy. Unnoted Hollywood hater who just likes to fight it every <clears> turn. I'd say no. Like I'm not gonna cave. I'm not gonna cave to my correct process <laughs> to spite my Hollywood hate. So no. I love it. Um, all right, Dynasty Alex is feeling like Scott Connor with the amount of trades he's been sending out. How many have you got accepted? A, yeah, that guy's a fucking machine. Scott just hammering trades. I mean, he he'll he like the process. I kind of would like to see it once, like maybe at the expo. Right. Like, hey, when you get this, uh, you know, thought process. Like, I want to see how you actually go through. Is there like an efficient way where you send out in your fifty leagues? You know, well, hopefully, thirty six trades on, like, or whatever. Hopefully we get him up on like Friday and then just follow him around like a day in the life of Scott Connor as far as Dynasty is concerned. Like I want, I want to be there at every waking moment. Put a GoPro on him. Right. Like he, he goes to the shitter. I want to see how many offers he's sending out on the shitter. Oh. <laughs> like I want to know. Dude, downtime. Can you imagine? Like Scott Connor oh. downtime? It's got to be. Oh, Speaking of Sharp, uh, Jaden Sharp, 10-team Superflex, half PPR. I have heard to Dak, Lawrence, and Stroud. Looking to win now. Would you be okay trading Stroud for McCaffrey? Oh, my goodness. 10-team, that is a absolute steal. In 12-team, honestly, with this quarterback room, I might want more, but you could totally consider it because McCaffrey's that good, even though he's an aging asset. Yeah, I'd be okay with it. 10-team, okay is 10-team, I honestly think it's a huge win. As long as you can reasonably backfill your QB3 for injury risk. <clears throat> Which but, but, no, you have, you have Hertz, Dak, and Lawrence in 10 teams. Oh, so. I forgot the Hertz part. I was just looking at Dak and Lawrence yeah. being like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Yes. Jaden, if you actually can get that done, you should go uh, to patreon.com forward slash South Harmon and put that on the trade show because that would be right. outrageous. Maybe ask for something more, but yeah, I'd do it. 
I'm doing I it. am with you. I would do it. Um, all right. I got to get the questions. Now we got. Now I'm into the Gibbs stuff. Uh, all the Gibbs hate that's flowing our way. Can't take it anymore. Seven Goat Rings is very upset about Pollard comparisons everything. All right, Evan. Another 10 team. Orphan. Superflex start 11, Mike. Tiered PPR. Half point for the running back. Full for the wide receiver. 1.5 tight end. Quarterbacks are Allen Hurts. Running backs are Pollard. Rashad White, Kendra, and other bodies. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Ridley, Myers, and shit at receiver. Receiver room and 10 team is not what I like to see that, to tell you the truth. Titans got her. 324 first. Love to see that. What's your strategy to get better at receiver? <clears throat> I'll be honest with you. What I've seen in Warp in my lack of playing in 10 team leagues, I'll give you what I think. And I think the economy here is going to be very driven by receivers from what I've seen in warp and how I see the leagues and like what I, what I can see, what I see all the time in those 10 teams, like the last question, Mike, like someone can actually roster four of the top, you know, 20 quarterbacks, because as long as you have one of the top 12, you're, you're okay. Right? Like the warp on the lower ones isn't as high, but the wide receivers we see a lot of times in warp, especially when it's half PPR at running back and it's full at receiver is huge so like i feel like the economy for receivers here is very heavy and is what's going to make like truly getting the elite difference makers at receiver much more difficult in this format if that i'm not sense. gonna lie when, when i look at it right it's a 10 team super flex um you're average to below average at tight end you're elite at quarterback elite at quarterback your running back room is not good your wide receiver room is not good um and your tight end position is not a positional advantage at all in 10 right so you already have 324 first. I'm looking at it going like, instead of me trying to fight an uphill battle and like fight it off, why don't I just sell D-Hop, Ridley, Goddard, Pollard, Rashad White, um, Kendra, if somebody really wants to buy them. I'm going to hold on to these quarterbacks, but let me see if I can get four first, five first, six first, right? And just really try to set it up where I'm going to have Allen Hurts, and then I'm going to hit the top of 24, whether it's quarterback whether it's you know setting myself up with marvin harrison jr whether it's setting myself up with brock bowers some of these running backs that are coming in and really try to shoot for 24 25 to compete you can do it but it's like all right so you take ridley in one of those firsts and you try to move up into an elite game changer position right you take jacoby myers like a first added on to him isn't going to buy you probably what you want to actually like do anything. And then you're also setting yourself up with one of those firsts probably your own. And now you got to trade that away and you're setting yourself up for somebody just getting a gift. If you, you know, like Pollard goes down shit, I'm starting <clears throat> Rashad White and Kendra Miller at running back and my receivers aren't like going to carry me. So I think to be completely honest, if this is my team, I'm going the other way with it. I'm keeping Allen and hurts. Unless somebody gives me a godfather offer, I already got three twenty-four first. I'm selling the rest of the shit. Just you take it. So your your idea is to go get Marvin Harrison Jr. Basically, go try to hit the elite studs in twenty-four. Make my pick better, as well as you know, try to hit a Rocket Sanders. Try to hit a Travion Henderson. Try to hit one more quarterback. You know that might carry. You know, Caleb Williams is everything that people say he is. Right, even though I don't need him because I have Allen and Hurts, I could trade him for a massive haul that gets me in the conversation of getting a an elite wide receiver. I'm just thinking start eleven because, like, okay, in, the quarterbacks aren't as scarce, so like their market won't be as high. But right. these two guys, 
their warp is high enough that even at start 11, like it makes a huge difference over the other quarterbacks. So like your edge there still matters like it would in a 12 team start 11. The problem though, like Mike's saying, is because it's a 10 team, other teams are going to have better running back rooms and better receiver rooms than they would in a 12 team league, right? Which basically means these ones, which are serviceable at best in a 12 team league, are definitely below par in a 10 team league. Um, I would say like, I could see the way Mike's talking about doing it. I would also say that if you're able to lock down, like, let's say you can trade the other two first and get into the elite conversation with a receiver, like it's worth it. But what I probably think is the easiest, most the passive leaf resistance is to go get Marvin Harrison jr. And then also sell off assets to give you better chances at getting 24 picks if you're if you're dead set on contending right now it's gonna take a lot to get better at receiver man because in 10 team like you you basically have to trade mike in my opinion really high like you got to trade into the top 12 dynasty receivers like it's got to be chase jefferson lamb wilson aj brown that type of a player in a league like this to actually jump you know, you into a positional advantage at receiver. Otherwise you're kind of fighting, you're fighting age in an uphill battle at like your depth is not that great. Here's what I love about it though. Like if you've got the league simulator tool, you could plug this in. Look at great point. Evan, is this is a sleeper. If this is a sleeper league, um, you can plug in on our website, southharmonff.com forward slash and you go to warp if you sign up for the warp tool you can see the warp on this league and then on top of that you can do the league simulator see where those 24 first look where your team projects versus the league and then make a better decision on do you want to tear it down or do you want and keep I, keep allen and hurts at all costs in this for for the record but either way do you want to tear it down with the idea of competing in 24 or do you want to go maybe make moves to win right now right Right, I'm with you. Unless it like involves something where somebody really wants Josh Allen, and they're like, I, I'm not as high on Joe Burrow. Like, I'll trade you Burrow for your Allen, and you can get another piece. <laughs> right? Like, those are the kind of where you'd move those quarterbacks. But in most <clears throat> cases, you're gonna want to keep them. Fizzles in the building, as you know. I'm a Dallas fan for life. I recently took CD over Chase in a startup. If this is actually recently, um, Fizzle man, why? You you can it's root okay. for him all you want. I mean, well. I, I like C- CD a lot too, but just the market on Chase is crazy. You could probably trade away Chase later for a CD, but Let's I know, say, uh, the, I know uh, the, he's got to be excited to see Dez coming to the Expo, man. You seen oh, that? He, he's elated. I saw his, his the, the, Twitter the, post with all six, the jerseys. Six jerseys. <laughs> he even got the Saints jersey in there, the Dez Bryant Saints jersey. Speaking of that. which, if you, uh, Fizzle, I don't know if you saw the shoot, you can take, I guarantee you can take those jerseys there and get. Uh, get Dez to hook you up with a with a signature maybe drop him a song you know you'll be good to go right just drop him the intro to all of our podcasts right you'll be like this is fire here i'll sign every one of these i can't but, believe uh, man it's crazy he's doing a show with luke every week man i could not believe that wild it's pretty man. cool to see him very very into the space of, of fantasy right man. i love seeing that, i love man. it man i also saw uh <clears throat> for those of you that know lisa ann is gonna be at the expo yeah I saw, saw that that's coming. cool i was excited about that one um I don't know. Fantasy productions, Chase Chase has been really good. Um, He just always just seems like he's just lacking. But we're also comparing him to Justin Jefferson, who's a god amongst men at this point. So uh, value-wise, definitely Chase over Lamb. But, hey, sometimes you just got to go get your guy. 
right? I understand that one. I probably wouldn't do it 95% of the time, but if you're a big CD Lamb Dallas fan, whatever. I'm not going to knock you out. I'll make fun of you in the league chat. Uh, right, but I mean... Here, I'd be like, all right, I understand it. Fizzle, you're my guy. I understand t- typically it. Typically, hey. though, like, if you're doing a lot <laughs> of the process... If you're doing a lot of the process stuff right, like you can afford to go ahead and take your guy a couple times. It's just, right. you know, it, it's an it's a it's not a good process move. But hey, you you want to root for your guys? I get it, Mike, the Mike, um, and then it's about Mike, and we're talking to Mike. Okay. So I'm literally clueless as to oh, there's too many mics. Any good Mike Evans dump off trade ideas? I feel like I might end up having to sit on him till retirement. I think this is totally league, league dependent for me. Right. Um, man, he just feels like one of those guys that he's probably worth more on your team league format depending than he's going to fetch you in a trade. Um, I don't know. Can you can you get like a lawn dart? In, in reality, it's a lawn dart shot of like uh, Rasheed Rice in a second. Like would that be enough for you like if you really wanted to get off Evans here here's the thing right now um I'll, I'll tell you my idea is selling him in June is a terrible idea period um he, he's so I, we were talking about this on one of the shows recently Mike like it felt like about three years ago in the mm-hmm. off season Mike Evans started feeling geriatric so now it's like uh he's really old I, I think right now market would basically tell you that like you could probably get a second for him and that's to me too light um if you can get Rasheed Rice in a second I, I think I would probably do it with the idea of if I can flip Rasheed Rice again right away I think that's my my play personally if I got that type of a trade but yeah like you're not going to get better than you're not there, I don't think there's any way you get better than that for Mike Evans right now man personally people are, yeah. are crazy high on Rasheed Rice right now because you know attached to Mahomes and uh speaking of which is a good segue to get to t-rock man they hate that jamar chase uh take i had listen i'm not saying he's bad man but it's never been justin jefferson level even close they're not in the same stratosphere period and he's valued as right there 1a 1b with justin jefferson and i'm saying that's a fucking falsehood it is you find me a number where he shows me they're in the same stratosphere i'll fall out of this fucking chair because it doesn't exist Spike weeks, consistency week. You hear that? Point per game, warp, doesn't fucking matter. Okay? You hear He's that? There's value there by the community, but it is lacking when you think about, hey, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, 1A, 1B. There is no 1A, 1B. It's one and there's two. <laughs> two. Um, For the chemists out there, go ahead and put it out there. The, uh, the <laughs> elemental reason that. Um, <laughs> Remember when we were having a nice, peaceful class, and I asked about bylaws, and it felt like I was back in Nam with all the blood and screaming that ensues. <laughs> He's bringing up Savage Semester. I, I, by the way, uh, if you are a patron, um, Savage Semester once a week. Savage <laughs> tier only can come on the show. People that are in the five dollar tier can watch it, and then one dollar tier can, I think, listen to it later. You guys should all do it if you're patrons, because Mike and I were talking about this yesterday. Like the way <laughs> we signed off, I kind of was like, you know what, the energy is enough. Up to really lean into this and mike was like i'm good and i'm like all right we're out of this thing and uh i think that people thought there was really bad blood when if you weren't around for the og days that was nothing between um some of the arguments we used to have but mike and i you know when you're best friends like 
basically it's like you know kind of like brothers you can kind of punch them you know and then like two days later it's it's all it's all love you know you text me the next day like you good i'm like i hope this isn't about last night no that was about the uh that was about we were talking about expo and maybe getting a booth and all that and uh no we're good i mean it was pretty simple i was right you were wrong and we just move on from there for sure and what you know is what you know is with mike there's the jab what you know is with mike you can give him, speaking of all the chemists that are going to come in here and give you the elemental reasons why Chase is uh, even, <laughs> there it is. there's no such thing as a factual check of Mike. Um, he is going to lean into it. And, uh, you know, you let him, you kind of let him hang himself and uh, just talk. So that's that's my advice <laughs> to everyone else out here. All right. Um, let's get back to, there's a question that I had that was a good one. Man, Listen, look at, there, look there's, at all, there's almost there's almost 100 people in here. I'm having a hard time keeping up with questions, bro. Sorry, we'll just keep going, man. Oh, we, no we don't have we don't have um I may have to show you guys my small bladder again cuz if we're going to go for a while, I've been drinking by right. apple pie. This is I think this is a new uh tap in, at least for what I know. First one I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, What's 12 up? team Superflex. Um start 12, 2.0 tight end premium, 0.2 points per carry. You got to start three running backs. That does matter quite a bit. Give Mahomes and a 24 first. I already hate the start of this. T-Law, Andrews, and Mixon. No, my goodness, no. Mm-mm. Nope. No. I bet you if you punch those league settings into war, Mahomes is still. Buy apple pie. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a uh, a freemium. If this is a sleeper league, give me a response with the league ID or the league name, um, and I will be able to pull it up on my warp chart and tell you warp. And then also, because here's the thing, right? When I look at this trade, Mike, if I'm going from Mahomes to T-Law, like I need the <laughs> the, the first or the Andrews or whatever, right? So then I'm not giving you a 24 first. You piss off. And Mixon is not a near. He's not nearly valuable enough anymore in market, and he's not secure enough to even like matter that much in this deal. No, I'm good. Right? Yeah. No, my that. God, no, man. Nope. He's um, a pass right now. But who was the big spot? Also, I'm not sure. I'll tell you, who's Cody. Cody I actually um, I got the answer for you. Um, we talked about this on Savage Semester. You were probably too drunk to remember, but T Rock's going to be your big spoon at the Expo, man. So um, I'm looking <laughs> forward to that. I think I think you're probably the big spoon because if you remember at the Expo last year, we did do some stuff together, and uh, I was the one who sat on the casting couch. I think that automatically makes me a little spoon. I think just by default. So you know what? Um, speaking is the of which, casting couch still there? Mike. All right. To quite to the dismay of my wife, who wants this thing in the trash, <laughs> I, I fought to keep it in the corner. And I was um, gonna ask if your wife made you throw that piece of shit. I wish I, I can't make my camera go over there to show y'all, but it's basically in the corner and it's actually standing up because there's no room for it. It's oh, no. uh, oh yeah, well because it has to be there for at least a year, and then it becomes tradition, and then you can't get rid right. of it, right? That's true. It's, it's on YouTube <clears throat> forever. Uh, Booth, Mike and Adam going to be handing out turds and telling passerbys, do you want to see what the Church of Warp yes. can do for you? And then I will tell, um, you know, what we're going to actually do is also, you're going to get a carnita from um, T-Rock for every flyer. We we will be at the booth, but not going to lie to you, man. That's also why we, we got Koopa. <laughs> we, we, we got the Warp God himself, all right? Here, Koopa, preach to him. <clears throat> I fucking love this. I, I'll be honest. Kind of like I, Christie's, I, I'll just throw enough money at Koopa until he's like, I got the booth. 
We're, we're getting a booth, all right? I don't care what you say. Oh, we are getting a booth. Robert Pecchio, Sab says hi. This is this was uh, my best man in my wedding. He just checked in, and Robert was on the team. For all you guys saying it was in, you know, Cran. Robert was there. Robert, at least drop a comment saying this happened. It's real. The it's real, real story. This wasn't, you know, Crayola Mark or Adam Drew on his old shoes he dug up. We need um, it because it's up in the air at this point. You think he you drew on Cran with your that that that's uh his wife is Sabs by the way Sabrina Sabrina says hi what's up Sabrina all right um Mike let me ask you this. This question here, Superflex start 10, 12 team lineup, PPR, Bateman, or a 25 second. Like, I, I know there's this worry of uh, the cortisone shot, but this seems kind of st- silly, man. Bateman. But it's way, 25 feels way too far out, man, even if you were panicked. Yeah. Would you do it for a 24 second? Probably not, but I could at least see someone that's like, I'm just scared, and they'll take the 24 second because it's safer. It doesn't have the upside, but it's safer, right? In their yep. mind. 25? No way, man. Uh, per- personally, I want Bateman pretty easy there. I'll If Bateman ends up struggling this year and doesn't get to play a full season and all that, like I'm, I'll right. still hold him. I'm Let me ask it. you this one. Hard-hitting question, then. Would okay. you take this Would you take this pre-Debro being on here? <laughs> yes. There's no okay. – like, I still like Bateman. I've been very high on okay. Bateman. There's right, no, I was just asking. There's no wor- there's no way in the world that I would um a twenty five second no man stop. I, I can't. Oh, let's go. Here we go. Pecchio. I saw Adam Dunk on Terrell Pryor. There you have it. What? No way. That was a di- no way. Nice. Well, well played. For fuck's sake. Well played. Um Love I it. can lead a warp wow. Seance. What Damn. is going on? No, I, I know. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out. I can't keep up with the comments, man. Um, it's kind of crazy. That's good. By the That's way, that chase that. take was spicy. Only people offended were fangirls in here that can't think for themselves. I appreciate the non-normal take on chase. Most say he's wide receiver one, no contest. I would say most people say he's basically one, a one B with chase. And I think our point is I, like I see a scenario where when the target volume goes up, if for some reason they can't keep T Higgins, he could be in the conversation. But right now what we've seen, the targets are not high enough and sustainable enough for him to be in the conversation with him and Warp. Doesn't Market's totally different. I'm talking about just what they mean to you in points per game. Right. So he was fantastic, right? He had, <clears throat> what, one, two, three, four, five weeks last year where he was a top five wide receiver. That's really good. Wait, I'm hold not on. Gonna An- knock that. Angel says, give me the smudged AI sneaker over Bateman. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's Man, people, pe- Do people hate Bateman or do they hate the sneaker? I don't even know at this point. Go ahead. I'm listening. But he, had, he also had four weeks, right? Wide receiver 43, 29, 29, 32, where it just doesn't really mean shit to you. Just doesn't. Jefferson, on the other hand, you know, nine weeks, top five. The other 12, making your lineup. <laughs> oh, like... It's a big difference between the two. I get it. Chase missed some time, but like it's not a conversation for me. And I did see something in there. I don't know who commented on it, but it was you know like what about the quarterback situation in twenty four or something to that effect. I mean, yeah. just think think about that in your head where you're like, what happens in twenty twenty four if Kirk Cousins isn't the Minnesota Vikings quarterback? 
And then think about what Jamar Chase has in Joe Burrow. Yes, is it a better quarterback he's had? Yeah, for the last two fucking years, he's had a better quarterback, and it still hasn't mattered. Like, Justin Jefferson is just good. I don't give a shit who the fuck's throwing him the football. Yeah. Brock Purdy. (laughs) Justin Jefferson still be wide receiver one. Like, he's fine. He's fine. Yep. Yeah. Um, So, has Bateman played a full season? Injury history is enough to sell. No, he has not. He is not, and I think the cortisone shot is what also kind of right. makes it a little scarier because now if you're looking at year three of him with injury-riddled season and not playing well and consistent, like market there, even if he ends up being better, is the the scare part of it, I think, for Bateman. I still, I'm, I'm still willing to – for a 25-second, I don't care. I'll take the risk, man. Uh, I'll find a way to get that type of a pick back later. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in with you too. I think it's a little bit too fucking low to sell Rashad Bateman. Now, if you told me like two twenty five hey, seconds, <laughs> okay, well, we yeah, can have a con- much different conversation, right? Well, process over players at that point. Yep, you got to come right. to the table correct though. I'm with you there. All right, let's see what we got here. Um... Oh, great! We got the fantasy plumber. Why buy any Baltimore wide receiver? I love it. Uh, this is my obligatory. It feels like I have to say it, right? Todd Munkin offense. I think this offense. is the perfect time for a Munkin, a Munkin <laughs> name Munkin drop. Todd Munkin offense. Why, why, why not buy? But see, I'd like to do um, analysis based on what the market does. And see, the question being asked is the reason I'm buying Baltimore wide receivers too. Why, why buy any Baltimore wide receiver is, I think, a common narrative. Which means Here, that Zay thing, Flowers right? is going later in drafts than I think he should. Which means yeah. that... Bateman's gonna if I can buy Bateman for a 25 second in a portfolio you can get shots at guys really cheap in this offense and with Lamar being paid and having reasons to play and feeling like he's a warranted valued player and you have you know multiple shots at receiver and Munkin to Mike's point at cost I'm willing to buy quite a few of them I uh I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you like I fucking know the ins and out of a Todd Munkin offense, whatever the fuck that entails, okay? Like I, at one, I just don't really care. The one thing I do know, though, is it's not a Greg Roman offense where you have like this old school Maryland Who? eye Who's bullshit. a Greg Roman offense? <laughs> exactly. It's not this. We're going to just line up and run triple option all the time. So that's why i buy baltimore wide receivers because it's not that fucking bad unless todd munkin came from georgia tech and not georgia and old school georgia tech not recent georgia tech but old school georgia tech where they actually ran the triple option like calvin johnson uh, even then they didn't even run the triple option demarius thomas demarius thomas was the wide receiver at georgia tech where they actually ran the triple option and just fucking he just ran nine routes all the time that's all he did it was either we're handing off to the fullback it's a pitch to the tailback or we're gonna fake all that shit and throw deep to demarius thomas so as long as it's not that kind of offense like todd munkin offense seems like an upgrade for baltimore wide receivers just because they're not going to do the same shit they've always been doing for the last how many years with lamar jackson Dynasty Alex, it would take a lot more digging to find, and it wouldn't be digital. It would be on like a, a cassette type tape, uh, one of those eight track tapes. So, um, I mean, could it be found? Maybe uh, we'd have to do a lot of digging. But uh, what the hell? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll see if we can find it. Oh man, the, the digital part had me made me click on that because um, I got news for you. Back in 02, there's no digital anything. No digital. 
Green. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Vikings QB. He's on the far trajectory. Boom. Yeah, what happens to Justin Jefferson when Aaron Rodgers comes there next year? <laughs> right, look what happened to Garrett Wilson when Aaron Rodgers went there this year. What do you think happens to Justin Jefferson? Was um, in startups? <laughs> hold on. Did you, have you seen <laughs> – can't stay, but love what you guys are doing. Appreciate it, Russell. Um, keep tapping in, tapping man. In, we are, you know what the crazy part is? We're just getting started, man. Uh, Mike and I are talking about this the, last night. This is going to be something we always do. We're only getting started. So thanks for tapping in. My Magic 8 Ball says Bateman is going to have a year like the good Will Fuller year if healthy. If healthy. Well, Hold on. Easy Will on Purdy. Mike, you want to be easy on Purdy? I know you no. don't. So Fucking don't. Didn't. Why do you hate him so much? Go ahead and tell people. Listen, this comes from, and, and we're going to have Ray on 4D chess this week, right? So spoiler alert, Tomorrow. we alluded to it. It's official. You'll listen He'll to it Friday. Yep. Ray and I have had this conversation where like, he's, he knows my Brock Purdy hate. And this all stems from the same reason if you asked Ray about Max Duggan. Was Max Duggan a Heisman candidate this year? Yeah. Should he have been? Probably fucking not. Do I think Max Duggan's a good quarterback? No. But Ray fucking hates him. Why? Because he went to TCU. <laughs> fucking hates him he hates him because he went to tcu i hate brock purdy because he went to iowa state i'm an iowa fan fuck brock purdy i hate him you just i hate him i hate I mean, him with the passion can, i don't want to see let me ask you this. success for him even I though he's him. iowa state like can you are you someone that can get behind the underdog story not the no, underdog not uh him. best ball but for those not one him. like the underdog story in general no. this isn't no, birdie I didn't ask about Purdy. I'm asking in the underdog story in general of, of are you in on that type of thing? No, the or? last underdog story we had, I hated him for the longest time. I didn't like him until he went to Tampa Bay. I'm Turned not asking you the individual. The I don't want you to individualize this. I want you to ask answer the question, do you no. like the underdog story? Okay, he does. Not a quarterback. I don't he a he likes the high-end guys. He likes the, <laughs> the favorite. All right? All right. My there you go. elite taken in the first round with size. And y'all want to know why you can't ever win an argument with Mike. You can give him a question, which is teed up for him to answer, and he'll fight you. It's <laughs> – the only person that fights me maybe harder is Mello in a team review. Rudy Outside was a of fucking that, bum too. Like I seen that. My Rudy, Rudy goodness, was fucking, he was a bum. Should have never got to play. I, I, see, this is what happens when we gain. You know, someone's out there. Russell saying like what you guys are doing. We just lost like four subs because Mike says I hate Rudy. You know, like you know, there's somebody he, out there. You know, there's at least five, six people out there going like, you know what, Mike's right. Fuck Rudy. <laughs> he should have never gotten that game. Oh, I like this one. I'm planting my flag this year on DJ Moore. All the let's ascending offense go. targets. Let's go, Mike. Uh, what? What? Let's, let's talk about DJ Moore in a realistic sense, real quick. Because yeah, we're we're, we're, we, we're all Discord. we're we're more in on fields than I think consensus. Like we yeah, we talked about this fields. on a show recently, where if market was better on fields, we'd be able to rank him higher. But we can't because market is not there. Um, talk about DJ Moore for a second. I also see I got a, a couple questions we got to get to before we dip. I don't know how long you want to hang, but I, I got nothing to do. So, um, DJ Moore, I had to listen. This is also like I got We got a Discord, right? Uh, we have a Discord where the patrons come in. Patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. You're, you're more than welcome to come in. It's a good time. But I even find myself like people who rock with us and mess with us. Like every now and then somebody just wants to try me. Like, like maybe it's a game. I spent far too long the other day arguing at work about DJ Moore. Like, Wait a minute. I've Hold argued. on. We have a super chat from uh, a, a new Jesse uh, Anian. Pair character bowing down saying thank you. 
and the three-part question you. incoming. Go ahead and keep going on DJ Moore until the question comes in. So, so DJ Moore has played with historically bad quarterbacks for his pretty much his entire career. He got his rookie year with still good pre-shoulder injury camp, and that was it. Like it's been trash cans since. It's been god awful dog shit. Justin Fields, we saw in college, can throw the football. We didn't see it last year. It was historically bad. It was historically low from a passing perspective. So the first thing when you look at the Bears, I go, I don't think they're going to have that again. Like, I don't think they're going to have that low of pass volume again. That's very hard to replicate. If I'm projecting, if I'm in on Fields, then by, by rights, I need to be in on DJ Moore. And one of the things I look at is – Maybe last year they were historically low in passing volume because Cole Komet was their number one fucking target. Now, Cole Komet's a fine tight end, but he definitely doesn't get you excited at the tight end position, and that's also why he ranks at like 13, 14, 15, or lower for a lot of people in dynasty ranks. Nobody really cares. Uh, Their wide receiver room, Equinemius St. Brown, the not-as-good brother of Amon-Ra, right? Byron Pringle. Uh, Dante Pettis made some appearances last year. Uh, Velas Jones, remember him? That was fun. <laughs> I, I, I remember him. He's uh, you know, he, he's like our age, right? They actively trade their pick to go get Justin Fields, or Justin Fields, a weapon in DJ Moore, and trade down. Right? Uh, DJ Moore has been phenomenal with shitty quarterbacks. I can only make the one for one. My big stupid brain goes, <clears throat> Justin Fields. I think is a pretty decent quarterback. That seems like it's going to work out okay. And then if you look at targets, like where DJ Moore is as far as target share, what the Bears had last year, it's easy for him to come in and get the same kind of target share, at least, if not better. But if you say it's a 27% target share like last year, that's still 140, what, 144 fucking targets for DJ Moore. Yeah, I'm in on DJ Moore. I'm in. Finally, he gets a quarterback. Finally, for us, Justin Fields gets a receiver worth a shit. Darnell Mooney goes back to number two. Chase Claypool is whatever, but I'm in. I'm in on all of them. Um, real quick, I just wanted to give you guys an illustration of what it looks like when Mike, you know, gets oh, our viewership to get I'm getting hate. A, I'm getting a you guys are. I mean, right? See, here's the thing. Uh, Red Eye Jedi, by the way, I don't know you. Um, n- this is just uh, me, me messing around, but see, <laughs> Mike, you see what you're doing? Like, th- th- we're not even that Titanic, and we got people wanting us to sink. You know, like <laughs> that's all right. I mean, that's all right. I was told last year Antonio Gibson was going to be waiver wire fodder by October, so I got that to go off of. We missed a lot <laughs> last year for. I missed a lot, but was Antonio Gibson waiver wire fodder? No, no, uh, no, it was not. All right. Um, Unless I'll you play in a sixteen league, I guess if you play in a sixteen team league, with- we we have a we have a three part question. All right, it's from here. Jesse, the Super Chat. Let's go. Yep, Jesse, priority to the Super Chat. All right, part one. Mike, I hope you're ready for this. After this, I'm going to take a quick piss because uh, I, I want to hang around unless you want to get out of here. I'll um, keep talking. Cool. I, know, I mean, I know I can just put a comment up here and Mike will go for – as long as it's, it's Purdy or Lance, we'll be, we'll be fine. <laughs> ten team, start ten, super flex PPR. Just finished our startup. Quarterbacks, Hurts and Murray at the 606. Wow. I mean, it's ten team, but still. Wilson, wide receiver. Um, wait, Wilson. Oh, he got Russ as quarterback three. Mm. Right. Waddle, uh, Devontae Smith, Dotson, Bateman, JSN, Pollard, Akers, Mixon, Pirine, uh, Tank Bigsby, 
Kelsey and McBride. Kelsey and 10 team is huge. Okay, let's see where part two is. Paid for the warp, targeted the worst team, and traded JSN and Bigsby for a 24 first and second and craft. Okay. See, I like this idea. Now, I will say, though, in a 10-team league, right, like you're probably looking at trading basically JSN for Marvin Harrison Jr., given what your quarterback room is. But, like, as much as I like Tank and 10-team, he can go, and then Kraft is just an upside shot. So I'm still in. Uh, let me ask you about this second part, Mike. Traded Kelsey for a 24 first, Dolchich and Brown. <clears throat> is that AJ or Hollywood? If it's AJ, we're having a totally different conversation. Then traded Mixon, Brown, T. Williams for you. It's got to be Hollywood, right? I would assume so. It can't be AJ. It's not AJ. Um, yeah, it can't be. You ain't trading AJ Brown plus for Ayuk. So part three. And just uh, finished by trading Dotson and uh, for Judy in a 24 second. What? You got a plus on Judy for Dotson, and I like Dotson, but that's that like is Dotson that is that's Jesus. theft. That is theft. I now have three twenty-four first and a second, uh, three twenty-four first and three twenty-four seconds, with two of the three projecting to be the one hundred one to one hundred three. Wow! Took Kelsey at four hundred six, mixing to trade for a twenty-four first asset. Uh, he <laughs> Jesse says ended up being four parts. Love your guys' show. Stumbled across the channel three weeks ago. Appreciate it, Jesse. Keep tapping in. We will happily answer questions. Oh, rookie running back. That's Chase Brown. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. <clears throat> I, I I'll say this. Um, what 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 are your thoughts on the whole the whole uh, three part thing? For me, I think everything was great. The only thing the, I don't know the is Kelsey that Kelsey thing. First, the twenty four first for the Kelsey part. Right. Like, That's what I'm asking. He, too. Was he using warp to also project uh, the league simulators also to project that as a pretty shitty? Like a good pick for him, Agreed. shitty for the other manager, right? If you're trading Kelsey for, I don't care about the the Chase Brown shit uh, at all. Because like, here, here we got. Oh, where's the part? Where was the Kelsey trade at, man? Part two. Part two must have been. Two. Yeah, there it is. Okay, so traded Kelsey for a 24 first Dolchish and Brown. So just think about this in a 10 team league, okay? And, and Jesse, this is where I think the warp can help if you have the tool. Sometimes, for example, Travis Kelsey for me, part of the reason I struggle with this trade, but in process, you may be right. When I look at this trade in a 10-team league, I already know Travis Kelsey in any any league has warp that's outrageous. Like if Travis Kelsey's healthy for next year, and the reason I say that's important is because of his age and his market, you will never get back from Travis Kelsey what he's worth in warp, ever. It doesn't It doesn't exist in Dynasty because of his age. The reason I even further lean into that is like in 10 team, Dolchich for me is not a replaceable backfill in tight end, right? Like I, I don't actually want Dolchich in 10 team leagues. I barely want him in 12 team leagues, to be honest with you, but I'll take him. Right. 24 first, if it's very early, like I understand the, the concept, but for me, Travis Kelsey in this type of a 10 team league where it's all about studs, like pushing your depth into like consolidation. That's got to be basically 101 or 102 for me to be like, all right, you won this deal. Or at least, like, it makes sense. Because Kelsey and Warped in this league is going to be ridiculous. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah. I would have held out until, like, people realized it again. Right? But, like, you're never getting a in massive June, offer. In June, right. Right. Yeah. 
you're never getting a massive haul for him, but week one when he goes for 20, right? 25, it's like anybody interested in Travis Kelsey now? Uh, you and I took him last year, right, on a team that was a productive struggle in the bomb squad too. And it was like in June, nobody wanted to give a shit for him. But then come, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season, he's scoring points. It was pretty easy to trade him. <laughs> like it was, it was very easy to trade him when people go, holy shit, he's, he still scores a lot of points. I probably need that on my team. So that's probably the only one out of those that I really didn't like. Overall, though, as a whole, this is also why you talk about 60% of your trades, right? Just do well on 60% of them. Because now he's sitting here, he's got... Oh, hold on. Uh, apparently, I, I, I clicked the first part. Part four, I drafted Productive Struggle, wanting to load up in 24 picks, compete once Murray is back, mm-hmm. which would be the 2024 season. But yeah, I get what you're doing. Looking to take... Top two quarterbacks, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Bowers with the top two picks. Uh, top two, four picks. Am I crazy? So this is kind of what we're answering, but I didn't have this context up. So The the Bowers part, like, already penciling him in. I'm probably good with it. Like, I don't know. It depends on how he scores. You got the warp tool. You'll know, like, how those tight ends score, right? He's got to be generational Kyle Pitts level, which possibly <clears throat> could be to be worth a – you know that selection, but you you walk out of there with Marvin Harrison Jr., Caleb Williams, or Drake May, like you're feeling pretty fine with what you traded away outside of the Kelsey one. I think was a little light, and I would have waited. Um, can I give? By the way, I think uh, that was a great uh, summary. By the way, appreciate the super chat, Jesse. I'm gonna go to this one here. Robert wasn't in here when I dropped the story, um, so he had to go back and watch it. And he says the LeBron story is true, true story. Buckeye Lib was a tough name for a junior high team. <laughs> also, we saw LeBron's ankles get broken in that game. He had about 50 dunks and one ankle broken. Um, by the way, speaking of the digital stuff, that's a good point, Robert. Uh, Dynasty Alex was asking about the digital tapes. LeBron confiscated any form of media um, from this game because his ankles were broken. Um, you couldn't leave with any type of recording of any sort because he wasn't going to let that get out. That's how LeBron goes goes about it, you know, the, the go, oh, if you will. He didn't even have the the razor phones available at that time, man. That's pre razor phone. You couldn't even record a grainy video. That's what I mean. You had you had to have the full digital camcorder, camcorder, like yeah, you know. And then you had to take the eight millimeter out. So um, <laughs> let's go. You like that? Fifty dunks. Just imagine. He did. I mean, and they're just throwing lobs. It was just it was it was a track meet. Twelve team Superflex PPR start eleven lineup. How close is Pickett? Uh, my picket for Ayuk. I know quarterback is king, but Addison is my wide receiver one. Mac is my QB five. So he's got five quarterbacks. I'm assuming Pickett's probably QB four then for him. Yeah, that's what he's alluding to. And he wants to trade him like a QB horde one straight for straight up Brandon for Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Pass for me, man. I'm not I, giving I, up that leverage. I'll take Ayuk, but I need a plus. Like I'm not Brandon. doing it one for one, right? Right. So that, nice that's, that's what I'm going. saying. Like, yeah. Yeah. Piss out of here. <laughs> like, well, but no, but like let's talk about do. it though. Yeah. What's, what's the plus look like? Like, what are you asking? Second, couple seconds. I think a second's fine. Just because one of the things we talk about too, Mike, since he has five is when you see a deal like that go through, now it's like, you've kind of made it known that you're going to win, but it's reasonable, right? So people might actually come for the other quarterbacks and ask. Might come where, for now Mac Jones as your QB4. Cir- circling back to that start question of the whole uh, night, right? When do you start selling or sending out offers? Mm-hmm. Once you make it known what the market is and what the price is, 
And if it's reasonable, now you actually can make the quarterback hoard uh, in your favor. So I'm, I, I just, I'll say this. I, I know what you're doing in process, but I think because you have the leverage at quarterback and Superflex is 12 team, you, yeah. you, you, you have the right to ask for a plus, which isn't like breaking them off, but making it known that the quarterback hoard is real. Like if that just don't sense. just don't give up your leverage so easily. Exactly. Yep. Just because you're like, oh, I only have Addison at wide receiver one. That's fine. I'll ride with all these quarterbacks. <laughs> Good luck to you guys. You're gonna need one or two. Or all three. right, T Rock. Um, T Rock wants me to tuck him in. We'll, we'll just tuck um, him in then. Peace, T Rock. We'll have a uh, we'll have a good time with you at the expo. Get yourself um, ready for riding dirty for Savage whenever that is. Right. And um, get that cat hat back out. I guess. I, I honestly, Mike, I I'd miss that completely. And when I saw the screen capture, I was dying laughing adam i, I missed it too but i was i was cleaning up six-year-old vomit all over my dining room floor at the time so i kind of had a good excuse and that's also a reason why you know yeah i can understand why mike was in an argumentative mood like you know he had to leave class and <laughs> oh, clean the puke and then well what happened was her mom told her before she went to gymnastics that she could have two beef sticks she ate six and then went to gymnastics and went to bed and uh yeah i found all six beef sticks Let's just say the the search was over. I found them all. <laughs> that is rough brutal. night for me. <laughs> Adam uh, on the clock, which feels like a, a channel we have um, in our Discord. By the way, twelve team superflex lineup start ten half point PPR. He got uh, Kyle Pitts for David and Joku and my twenty five first and second. I do believe in miracles. Okay, Mike. Okay. Listen, um, I just made this kind I, you know, of deal not it, too long ago, but it well, didn't involve David and Joku. It was I was just gonna before. say, man, we've the the but, problem with this is that it, it we've we're excited about Pitts. We like him. We still like Njoku. And I'll be honest, this is bordering on ruining the trade show for next week, but we gotta answer the question. Right. Um There's there there's there's an extra piece to this. There is. League. How valuable are tight ends? Right. So the half point tight end premium in this type of format doesn't scream to me that warp is is like a high. Unless unless you believe Kyle Pitts is that guy who gets now, to the Travis Kelsey level. Because he here's does, the thing. You got the jersey the on. Right. You got the unicorn. And if you're like, I really believe in maybe not even next year, but the following year and forward, he's different. The reality is too, we talked about this. He he's basically a receiver that's categorized as a tight end which they're not going to remove that eligibility because right. of how you know, much he's been paid up for in the tight end market. So that part makes sense. I, I would say this. The 25 first and second, you can probably be okay with. But in a lineup league, Mike, like I would basically, the reason I say that, I need to know that the rest of your team is really rostered right. Like If you basically right. want to go against process for your love on Kyle Pitts, fine. But you better have two top quarterbacks. You better have... Uh, a quarterback yes. three, because what you don't want to do is in 2025 find out that your team's not that great and the warp difference from Njoku to Pitts isn't that great and those picks become mid to early and you're hating it. That, that That's that's honestly the biggest part to me is what does your team look like and can you really afford to risk this for that? I would say Kyle – I saw the question or the comment in here from Flower Source too, like Kyle Pitts price tag – I wouldn't say expects him to be a young Travis Kelsey, but it at least expects him to be a Mark Andrews, 
right? Like a young Mark Andrews. That's what it expects him, expects him to be. And warp-wise, like if all he is is Mark Andrews, who sometimes flirts with the the upper echelon of tight end, like Travis Kelsey is always there, but Mark Andrews has kind of been up and down due to injuries, situation, the whole thing. Um, if he, Kyle Pitts is just Mark Andrews, David and Joku first and the second, I'd rather have that side than I would Kyle Pitts, to be honest, depending on warp and just judging by the settings you put in there. I think it's probably the same guy playing a lot of leagues just like that. And tight ends outside of Travis Kelsey really just don't matter to me at all. That's probably been the biggest thing for warp to go like, yeah, I'll just trade these dudes away. But, but that's why it's a forward thinking move because right. like today in warp, it's not the right play probably right. next year in warp. It's not the right play, but maybe, you know, moving forward when Kelsey does start to phase out, it works. And then here, the, the, the problem though is when you think about it from the other end, right? So you get in Joku, who in that format probably is just a replaceable level tight end or like barely above. Like Warp is not going to be super high on him, but he's good enough to just fill the spot. But then, and and this is, I guess, the question: What do we got? We got something in the chat. No, I, I said his fucking name wrong, man. I'm sorry, or her name wrong. I'm not going to assume gender here, but what? it's Flowosaurus, not Flowersaurus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been drinking. I made this uh this one vodka the last little bit of the bot i'm not gonna say a little bit it was actually quite a bit of vodka in that bottle so i made this drink pretty fucking strong so oh, it's kicking and, in and you see sorry that? if i miss um wow yeah we've we finished this one off do, do you you don't have any drinks are you out oh, we're out we're out buddy don't worry i think i got some like i got some like bootleg uh schnapps that my father-in-law made like four years ago in the back so i'm gonna go pour up after we're out of here but Beautiful. i'm with you i gotta i gotta piss so we should wrap this up because we both can't go pee at the same time yeah well, all right i guess um unfortunately we will have to wrap this up everybody hey it's it's an hour and a half plus at this point like I feel oh yeah for sure i was i was gonna just say to the uh th- this comment here yeah but like I guess that's the the last point I'll make. The 25 first and second, right? Y- you may be in a situation where you're like, all right, it's it's down the line. I can't do anything with it today. But right. if you right. now have a second 25 first and second, and you hold them for, let's say, half a season to a, to a year, now those are the same as the 24s are this year. And when you think about like the bet against Kyle Pitts, as much as I love him, and you think I'm not? I'm just not going to overpay to have an elite tight end in this format, and I'm going to build around having a you know just solid one, nothing crazy, but not going to win my league, but not going to break my league, right? That that's where you that's where the bet is really. Like, what can you do with two twenty fives and two twenty five seconds, and possibly what you do in process to get a third and a fourth? Because now all of a sudden you might can you can maybe just forget tight end and go have you know a elite wide receiver or an elite quarterback. That's a totally different conversation. I'll say too, like Al, Kyle Pitts is really awesome. I don't think like his ADP, at least in startup wise, if you look at ADP, no matter what source you're kind of looking at, has ever really caught caught up. Like I, I'm in two startups right now and. It just, it always feels like Kyle Pitts is kind of that guy in the third round where I go, damn, I love him and I want to buy in. But Warp tells me not to, like, just to say piss off. But sometimes I also just want to look at Warp and tell it to fuck off because Kyle Pitts is so awesome and I believe in him as well. But it's such a weird one. But 
Adam, I would say it'd be much easier for me to come out and say, like, you should be selling cow pits everywhere. Like, the process would be easier for me to say you should sell cow pits everywhere if he's, like, a mid to late second round startup pick. Like, if people are valuing him there, I go, yeah, this is an easy sell for me. But the fact he goes in the mid part of the third round, I go, all right. Like, I, right, right. I'm willing. I'm willing. Like, you know, like the original question was, I believe in miracles. All right. Fuck it. <laughs> like. Um, this is Travis Kelsey 2.0. Like I'm going to buy into that for that price. So David and Joku a first and a second. It's not like saying, hey, I, I paid two liquid 24 first to go get Kyle Pitts right now, which I go, sure. mm, I don't think I can get behind it. But you gave Njoku, you gave a first and a second. And as much as you and I like Njoku and talk him up, and I think he's a value specifically to some of these rookie tight ends that are getting ridiculously hyped, Right. We can say that Najoku also falls in that range of who gives a fuck at tight end. Yeah, in a format of half point tight end premium, he's more of the uh, don't give a shit. He's he's in that range of like you want to have someone in that range where it's you're not bleeding value at tight end, but you're right, definitely not right, going right. to win, right? Right. And that's where it's all about building your team and thinking about it. For me, um, I will say this, uh, Mike. This part here is is kind of key, like. A, learn, a learning experience, right? This is a learning experience. Don't trade away your first in a startup until you know like your team's ready to go. Because if you want to go the other way around, right? Now you're getting rid of Kelsey, which yep. is suboptimal to get your first back. Although it may be optimal now, suboptimal move was trading away your first in a startup without knowing what your team's going to be. So, well, uh, I don't think he he's saying that he traded away his first and then got it back. Right, it helped him. His first idea oh. is because his he, team he's, now he's is using bad. this to take away his right. points. He's taking the points off his team, mm. which taking Travis Kelsey off your team will remove points and make your pick better. Like I think that's probably the only certainty on this show. Everybody else fought me on uh, Jameer Gibbs, uh, Brock Purdy, <laughs> T Higgins, uh, Rashad Bateman. But the only certainty I can say is that nobody will fight me on is trading Travis Kelsey away on your fantasy team will make your draft pick better if you own it in 2024 absolutely pretty simple pretty simple um you know uh, not on this show but um you know if you want to talk juju we could have another fight but other than that uh we will see you back here same time same place love y'all tuesday next week for the south Harmon tuesday ma we're out of this thing peace peace